question. What makes Christians different? People who claim to follow Jesus, what makes us different? For example, when things are going crazy and we are deeply lost, confused, disgusted, angered, saddened, etc. Like what makes a Christian different in those circumstances? But also when things are going really well, when we're peaceful, when we're grateful, when we're hopeful, what makes a Christian different? I would argue the difference for a Christian, someone who claims to follow Jesus, is where they find their answers. And for the Christian, it's not that we turn to a what, but it's that we turn to a whom. And every time you and I come to Mass, whether we're aware of it or not, we're, we're turning to Jesus. We're turning to a person because we're here to also say, I don't have it all figured out yet. I'm weak and I'm in need of conversion. And at every single Mass that we come to, there's an invitation. So what is the invitation today? The invitation from Jesus Christ to you personally is to true, authentic friendship, first of all, with him. And secondly, through the mystical body of the church, which is us, the people. And Jesus uses very aggressive language to get our attention. He wants to grip you. He wants to shake you out of whatever you're struggling with. And that's why when he uses the words, he says to us in our gospel today, in Mark 9.42, he says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, so a little one in this context is you and I, little ones who follow Jesus. He said, if you cause one of these little ones to sin, it would be better for that person if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. So Jesus uses hyperbole. He uses an overstatement, also known as midrash. He wants to emphasize the drastic measures that are needed for you and I to avoid sin. Overcoming our sins alone is virtually impossible. Yet, I would argue with the sacramental life of the church, with authentic friendship, it's possible. And for anyone who claims to be a follower of Jesus, it means also that you're going to be held to higher standards. People are going to look up to you. And when you and I do not live in line with God's standards, which are the commandments, the precepts, we actually cause scandal to those around us. And trust me, as a priest, I'm well aware of scandal. I am full of brother priests. I don't always know, but they're part of the family uh, that have caused the priest abuse scandal. And it's not easy, but the fight for friendship, the fight for authenticity, it's worth it. And when things are difficult and you are tempted to run away or simply you're tempted because you're feeling overwhelmed. What do you turn to? Our goal at the Newman Center is to hopefully help you turn that what into a whom. And to help you turn to authentic friends through community. That is spending time together intentionally and praying together intentionally. That is to do life together intentionally. That's one thing the focus missionaries do really, really well. Oddly, I look at it, I think it's personally a little bit annoying, but it's necessary. They, have, they do so much stuff together, but that's how you grow in community. That's how you grow in authentic friendship, and there needs to be a death to self. 
So last week, when we looked at what causes depression for a lot of people and even self-hatred, it's the amount of time that we spend on social media. So we clearly don't need more of that thing, that what. And it's just, tr- just showing the truth that you and I are created for relationship with God. We're created for relationship with one another. And that's simply why you and I, when we avoid God and avoid friendship, we feel empty. Because we were created for good and holy friends who have good and holy friends, who have good and holy friends, and ergo, you get a community. And I'm not going to say that you're going to find everybody be perfect, but you and I literally need community. We need to be held accountable, to be held to a higher standard, but also to be around people who can show you another way. People who are willing to lay it down, the people who are willing to sacrifice to build communities so we can support one another in this crazy place called college. And that's where I feel that we're all going to fail really soon if we don't change really soon. If we don't stick together, I warn you, just as Jesus warns you, because he loves you, and I warn you because I love you, that if we don't pray daily, we don't spend intentional time in community, it's going to get worse. And I wonder what, what good could come if we spent more time in community, more time in intentional prayer, in, as, even just with an ounce of as much time we spend on our screens. And for those who are making sacrifices to, to come spend time in prayer and community, I just want to say thank you because it's making a difference. And for those who are not, I want to ask you, how's that going for you? God sees and honors every little sacrifice you make to make friends. You make friends. They are made. We have to give them our time. And one thing that the evil one desires is division and distraction which is a polar opposite of what God desires for each of us. So in today's gospel, Jesus equates the necessity, the necessity, the need of good friends as being as important as your own eyes, your hands, and your feet. And when we want to understand the scriptures, we always look to our church fathers. So a church father is somebody who lived in the first 500 years of Christianity St. John Chrysostom, who's known as having the golden tongue, he says, Jesus points to the severing of bodily limbs because it signifies the amputation of intimate companions in our lives. He says, when close companions drag Christians, or as we heard, the little ones, away from holiness, they must be cut away. It is better for us to enter, says St. John Chrysostom, to enter without them than to maintain their company in everlasting misery. Ouch. Doesn't really sound too good in our world today. Even St. Bede, this is what he says. He says, a, a friend can be called a foot. He says, an account of its service in going about for us. And since he, as it were, ready for our use in the healthiest sense of the word. A friend who is useful and is acutely aware of what's going on around them and is sharp in perception can be called an eye. And this can be very difficult. In life, you and I are either leading others to heaven or we're leading them to hell. And that's why Jesus uses such aggressive language because he wants us to know that you and I have two ends 
And in life, you and I choose to surround ourselves with people who are either going to lead us to heaven or lead us to hell. So question is, are you intentionally surrounding yourself with people who are leading you to heaven or are leading you to hell? If you are surrounding yourself with people who are leading you to hell, Jesus is calling you out right now because he loves you to start cutting those people out of your life and start making time for true, authentic friendship. And I believe Jesus. I've experienced this gospel truth because sadly, most of my life, I did not have friends. I had pals I had buddies, but we only hung out because if there was a sport involved, when the sport was gone, they weren't around. If there was alcohol around, they were around, but when alcohol left, they weren't around. If there were girls around, they'd be around. When the girls left, they wouldn't be around, hence why I went to seminary. But yet, when those things were removed, none of us stuck together. And it was, wasn't until I was in my mid-20s when I realized what a true friend was when I was in seminary and how I knew it was a true friend was after spending years with this particular seminarian who's now a priest, my best friend, is he disagreed with me. And I, for the first time, I didn't feel offended. And I just really felt the Holy Spirit saying, that's a true friend. And in this week and the weeks to come, it is important that you just remember very simple things. And one simple thing is to, is to know, K-N-O-W, that no, N-O-W, is a complete sentence. I give you permission to say no to people who are simply not helping you in your faith life right now. And I also give you permission, you don't have to give them a reason why either. It's actually very normal to say no to people who are not true friends. And when you find a true friend, you understand what the sacred scripture says about true friends and unreliable friends. And I'm not sure if you've ever been ghosted before or, someone's, or you've ghosted someone, but it's one of the worst feelings ever. What does scripture say about friendship? Proverbs 18.24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The book of Sirach, Old Testament, says this about friendship. A faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. He that who has found one has found a treasure. There is nothing so precious as a faithful friend, and no scales can measure his or her excellence. A faithful friend is an elixir of life, and those who fear the Lord will find him. As we head into to week three, here we go. I just have one challenge. If you're not committed or you've decommitted yourself or uncommitted yourself to the Newman Center, I want to encourage you to commit yourself or recommit yourself to coming to one thing consistently the rest of the semester and make a decision and stick with it. What makes a Christian different is that they don't turn to a what anymore. They turn to a whom. And that whom is Jesus Christ and he loves you more than you could ever imagine. 
and it's not a mistake that you're here, then Jesus gave us a church that is the people of God. It's not a building, a, a people to support you and keep you upright when you feel like falling over, to walk with us on the journey of life. And if we don't have friendship on this journey of faith, we will fall away and even worse, we'll fall apart. Yet if we do have friendship, we are more capable of holding ourselves together and staying close to Jesus, the relationship that you and I are created for. Every single Mass, we have an invitation, and every single Mass, we have a decision to make. This week, Jesus invites us to make that decision to begin cutting out unhealthy friendships and unreliable friends and start making little sacrifices every day to follow him and trust in him and say yes to true, authentic friendship. Is it going to be easy? No. It's not. Was it easy for him on the cross to die for you, to show his love for you? No, it was not. And that love is what saves us from hell. And Jesus gives us the opportunity and the invitation to follow him and follow his followers. But know that there is the, the grace, the beauty of resurrection. So whoever you may be following who is not the Lord, it might just be an invitation this Mass to place them on the altar and give them to Jesus and stop, stop letting them pull you down. So people here who are offering true, authentic friendship can pull you up and keep you up so you can do the same for others. I take a moment of silence to just start cutting out those bad friends, people we call friends, unreliable ones. And we ask for the grace to say yes to the Lord and say no to the evil in this world. Amen.